Dearest listener, we recently visited Hamburg to take in the sights and sounds of the fair city and to catch up with our friends from Altona. Now during this weekend, we thought it would be good if we recorded a series of interviews and produced a special edition of the podcast. Also during the weekend, we thought it would be wise to drink a hell of a lot of beer. Now it turns out this might have had a slightly detrimental effect on the quality of some of the interviews. There is a chat at the beginning of the podcast that is extremely loud with a lot of background music. However, everything is audible, but we just thought it fair to warn you in case you are sent if you have sensitive hearing. Now, there are also a few link bits. Uh, I think there's one in particular where it might not make much sense. However, within five or ten seconds, another interview will begin and everything will be okay. We hope you enjoy. So without further ado, here is the Out in a Special of Ford the Hamlet. An absolute humdinger from about 25 yards. Get in. Swaggering dandies. An absolute humdinger. Swaggering dandies. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Ford Hamlet. My name is Ben Sidney. This is a special episode recorded in Hamburg, Germany. We've been here for the weekend to see our friends from Altona. We're currently at the Adolf Jäger Kampfbahn, Altona's home ground. And as you can hear, the atmosphere is absolutely brilliant. In this special episode, we speak to Michael Wagg, a Dulwich Hamlet fan who has been in a Hollywood blockbuster. We also speak to Ceylan Hussein, previously an employee of the St. Pauli PR department. We also speak to Malik Ishikasu about previously playing for Dulwich and now playing for Altona. And we also speak to Jan Stover, the editor of the Altona fanzine. First off, here's Jan. Uh, Nishi Marath, who came over on a, on a trip, came to Altona and he met you. What do you remember of that day? It was a fucking cold day. And um, I think it uh, was the last match I've ever um, seen with a red ball because there was um, snow on the pitch. And there was yeah, just 200 people around. And uh, Michi was one of them. And he strolled around the ground like he usually does. And um, taking photos and asked him if he wanted to um, copy on my fan sign. And uh, let's, let's said, move away from the music a bit, it's a bit loud. Okay. So, continue, yeah. And um, that, uh, I asked him if he wanted to have a copy of my fencing, and he said, Oh, I'm, I'm English, I can't understand. And I said, Okay, there are English articles in this as well. And so, um, yeah, we talked to each other. And um, yeah, I think uh, we have uh, kind of the same strange hobbies, um, like um, sitting in libraries in the cellar and um, flicking through microfilms of, uh, of old uh, newspapers. And so um, we both um, knew that um, Dalic and Alton had met before in 1925. And so yeah, that's why we sent a lot of emails um, with. Um, translation of these newspaper articles and uh, yeah we played the uh, supporters team 
um, a year later and uh, get to know Sean and Lester and so on. Yeah, that's and how it started. You have a big smile on your face while you're describing this. So it was a, it was a big moment when you met Michelin. It, it was, it was, because um, it was so great uh, to meet uh, someone who, uh, who is so similar to me. And um, yeah, but because are, most of the football supporters aren't like Michelin or me, I think. Yeah, so that was a great moment for me. And uh, you haven't supported Altona for your whole life. You used to support another team, which yes. was... Who was that? Uh, Hamburg SV. So, HSV, um, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I started to support them in... I think my first season ticket was in 1993. And I've got still the season tickets. But I stopped to watch them away. And so, my last away match was in Zagreb. 2008 or 2009, I can't remember, in European League. And yeah, I somehow quitted with professional football and just look, uh, watch uh, non-football now. So why, why did you, why did you, why did you come to Altona in the first place? What, what attracted you? Um, in that time, 10 or 11 years ago, I used to uh, hop a lot in Hamburg. Uh, my, my goal uh, was to see every um, team in Hamburg on their home ground. So it's uh, around about 200, 230. And so I came here every now and then and watched a match. And I studied history at the university at that time. And uh, the Altona captain, he uh, used to play for FC Vaduz in Switzerland. And he came here on the um, Erasmus uh, year. And he played for Altona. And uh, he offered me free tickets. And so I came here more often because it was free for me. And uh, then I um, got to know all the others, uh, all the other supporters. And yeah, I started the fancy nine years ago, and it was great. And uh, so this player is a legend. So players, players just walked past us. Who was it? Uh, his name is Jakob Sachs, and uh, he played um, for Altona um, as a seven-year-old, and then uh, he played in all youth teams. Then uh, with 17 or 18, he did his first matches in the um, first team. Um, and um, very beginning, I just explained that when I came to Altona, he was a very, very good player. And uh, then he moved up uh, to higher league clubs and played for them. He got injured on the foot, and uh, that's why he came back and um, yeah, plays for us now. Uh, but he's a great player. And you're wearing a, a denim jacket, which is covered in uh, sewn-on badges and crests of other teams, and I do, yeah, and loads of different images. It, this seems to be a very, uh, a very German pursuit. Uh, it seems to be popular. Yes. There's quite a few of you who support Altona who have a, a denim jacket with all these sewn-on things. We don't see that much in England. Yeah. Um, very rarely. Is it? Why is it such a German interest? What do you think? Um, around the Altona people, it started as a joke. Uh, because in 2008, uh, we got um, promoted to the so-called Regionalliga. And in that time, the Regionalliga was um, with all of Eastern Germany. And we played very famous teams like Chemnitz, Magdeburg, Halle, Babelsberg, and a lot of them. Not Babelsberg, but the others. 
um, have, uh, are very famous in Germany to have uh, wide-wing supporters. And uh, we thought, what did this uh, German supporters ever did for fan culture? Um, and um, the supporters of these teams all real uh, like black things and they are like ultras, uh, like in Italy or in South America. And, and so we did, okay, Germans ever did um, walk from scarves, uh, scarf skirt, <laughs> and, uh, and football denims. And so we started to, to have um, left-wing football denims um, as, a, as a joke in that season. And we uh, produced all these patches and so on. And yeah, a lot of us still wear them now. And um, it stopped to be a joke. Uh, we are very, very um, serious football denim um, um, people by heart now. In Germany, we say Kutte. 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 Okay. What does that translate as? It's just football denim west. Yeah. So it's, um, if there are patches on it, uh, even if you're in, in, um, um, in the MC, um, um, motor, bike, club, uh, you will cut it. It's, um, it's an important, important uh, uh, thing you have in your wardrobe. There's even a dog here who has a cotton. Yes, his name is Paul. Paul, uh, Paul, Paul. the dog. Yeah, and he's the most clever, uh, he is the most smartest dog I've ever seen. Um, I'm afraid of dogs. And um, when I first met him, he recognized I'm afraid. And so he came just meter for meter and uh, from the side and was looking at me and then he came closer and then he came closer and then he had his um, um, face on my, on my leg and so he's very smart and he actually is a, um, a dog for blind people but he missed the, his What's the name? He, he exam? Missed, yeah, he missed an exam to be it three times in a row. So he failed? He failed, yeah. Um, because um, he don't uh, walk upstairs. If you, uh, We had been on the ferry with him, on the um, Elbe River ferry, and um, yeah, you have to um, carry him up the stairs. But except of that, he's so smart and so clever. And in, in the last couple of years, or maybe recent years, there's been a, there's been more and more fans who've been coming to Altona. So uh, when we were here last year, quite a few fans said that they were St. Pauli fans in the 80s, and now they've started coming to Altona. And it feels like St. Pauli used to 25 years ago. Yeah. Um, and obviously at Dulwich, we've had a big increase in crowds recently as well. Um, and do you, do you think across Europe, this is, you know, similar things are happening? Do you think more people are going to non-league? I think so, I think so. Uh, it's the same with Dulwich. And uh, to be honest, we are, for some people, we are kind of a hipster club as well. I can't understand why we're not mentioned by the Guardian. <laughs> um, so, there are a lot of older punks uh, who visit Altona 93. There are families, there are. Um, Loads of kids here today. Yes, yes, yes. And um, all people um, used to watch Altona 93 in 50s and 60s as well. Um, so it's a it's a kind of a community club, I think. Yeah. So that's uh, very comparable to the list you have done in the last years. And your your ground hopping has taken you across Europe, uh, yes. all the way over Europe. How how many grounds have you been to? Um, 
I'm not exactly sure to be honest. So you don't keep a record? But, um, I, I've got a list, but uh, I have to count them again, so I just write them down. And I've um, mentioned to Joe Kay um, years ago. Dulwich fan, Joe Kennedy. Yes. Um, I mentioned to him um, it must have been 500. Uh, but I, I recounted them and um, I think I was very drunk. <laughs> so it's uh, more than three or four hundred, but I'm not sure if it's five hundred. Yeah. I've been to 20 countries in, in, um, in Europe, um, but in Germany, Gorn Hopping is more than that, so I won't um, call myself a Gorn Hopper. Um, other Gorn Hoppers go to 20 countries in two months. Yeah. So um, I'm, 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 I'm doing tours from now and uh, every now and then, but I'm not that passionate in it like others do because I follow Altena. Yeah. What's so the biggest? Is first. What's the biggest attraction of ground hopping? Why do you do it? Um, I think it's great to uh, watch the people doing something usual. Um, if I go to uh, London and just uh, watch Big Ben, I, I will meet. Uh, meet people from Asia and from America uh, who are doing this as well. Um, but oh, I'm so sorry. It's it's very funny because uh, this uh, uh, this song is from David Hasselhoff. Um, it's a soundtrack um, from King uh, Kung Fury. It was an internet movie. Do you know it? No. And um, ask Robert. Robert uh, watched it. <laughs> And it's a trash kung fu, um, kung fu movie, uh, movie, and uh, the teachers hate it. And so Bokat um, bought the vinyl, and he's now on the desk, and the teachers have left. So he's the only DJ who likes the song. He's not DJ. He's not. Uh, he's just a fan. What, what, yes. Okay. So he's taken over now, and everyone's left. Yes. Because nobody likes your song. <laughs> What's your sorry? It's okay. um, we were talking about ground hopping. What's your yes. favorite ground you've been to? Do you have a favorite, or is it oh, too hard to do? A lot of them. Um, I liked. Um, it, it depends on uh, on the moment of the match you watch there. Um, so just the ground. Um, for example, the old last week um, from St. Mirren was great. Uh, so great ground and. Oh, let me think about it. Yeah, I really love that. So, St. Mirren in Scotland, yeah? Yes, yes, yes. And I even enjoyed uh, Rochdale. Uh, uh, Scotland was uh, one of my first grounds in, uh, in England. Recently, well, last week, Altena played Victoria Hamburg, who, uh, along with Altena, are one of the, the most historical teams in Hamburg. They are, yeah. Um, and you won the first time you it's a derby game isn't it first first time out and have won that game in a couple of years oh no just one year just one year yeah yeah but we lost uh, both of the derbies last year yeah and um, I watched the highlights of that game as I told you earlier yeah and uh, I mentioned the first goal you scored a great goal on the counter attack yes. uh, I told you earlier it was almost like watching Dortmund yes and uh, uh, Dortmund in the 1960s like Lothar Emmerich yeah you yeah. said you said <laughs> and so the, the player who scored that goal is a really interesting story so who is he? Uh, his name is uh, Mustafa Hadid Mustafa and, Hadid yes and uh, he came to Hamburg as a refugee from Afghanistan in the 1990s 1996 I think and um, I think at the moment, uh, at the moment, he is uh, one of our 
um, oldest player. He's now here for six or seven years. And um, he is actually a national team player for Afghanistan. So he plays for the Afghanistan national team? He, da yeah, he does, yeah. And um, that wasn't a, a special thing in, in Hamburg until they won something last year. So they won the South Asian Championship. And they played uh, in front of, I think, 60,000 people in India. 60,000? Yes. 6-0. Uh, and, and they played Singapore and India and so on. And they won the South Asian Championship. And uh, now he's a kind of star there. He, um, he owns a, a flat in Kabul uh, that he got uh, as a present from their president. Um, For winning the title? Yes. Wow. And yet now he lives in Hamburg? Yes, yes. And uh, his family does as well. And when we, uh, when we had invited uh, refugees to our match um, earlier this season, um, some of the refugees uh, now coming from Afghanistan, they recognized him um, from television in Afghanistan. He said, oh, you're one of our national team players. Can we take photos with you after the match? And so they were all standing on the pitch and taking photos together. That was quite nice. And then we, we mentioned earlier that your other team is Hauswell, HSV Hamburg. They've gone through some very difficult times in the last couple of years. They've, uh, they've played in the Bundesliga relegation playoffs for two seasons in a row. It's a far cry from the old uh, teams of Hamburg who won the European Cup and Kevin Keegan. Is that... Is, is the team... The Hamburg team at the moment, is it... Do you feel sad that it's, it's not as good as it used to be? Um... When they, uh, and, and why is that? Why do you think? When, when they, uh, they, they've won their last title, it was in, in 1987, I was five. Um, so I'm, I'm a season ticket holder for 22 years now. And uh, 23 years, yeah. Um, and at that time, they haven't won anything. So they were in European League and they were Champions League uh, for one season. Um, but I'm, I'm used to that. The only thing they have is that the, uh, the only team that played every Bundesliga season yeah. from the beginning on. What's their nickname? The Dinosaur? Yes, yes, uh, it is. And um, so my heart is not very close to them anymore. Um, Why? I think, to be honest, uh, that they um, should have been relegated in the mid 2000s. Uh, there was a very bad season in 2005, uh, 2006, and I think it would have been better to go down, build again, and build again. Yeah. And so now they think from month to month and from year to year, and they second the manager like going every six months. Wide, yeah. Seems. Yeah. So there's, there's, just, no, there's no plan, is there? No. The, the plan is to, to be the dinosaurs. Uh, but um, I think there's, um, it's a very traditional, good team in Hamburg, and they uh, should improve, I think. Is it perhaps part of losing interest in Hamburg? Do you think it's slightly due to the domination of Bayern? Does that have an effect on other teams, people who support other teams? Because no, no, I, 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 I the passion so. is still there. Um, despite the fact that there's probably no chance of winning the league. Yeah, but there's a Champions League and the European Cups and... Uh, so that's enough for, for supporting us? Yes, it is, it is. Um, is, that, is that because Bayern, Bayern um, are just accepted on another level? A lot of people um, in Germany accept uh, what Bayern Munich are doing. 
Um, I think 20 years ago, um, all of the people hate them for being so good. Uh, but they changed a little bit uh, with the supporters and professional football are changing. And a lot of people say, okay, they worked hard for it and they deserve it because they do a lot of things the right way. So there's some respect for the way they do things? Yes, yes, it is. Um, so, yeah, there are, um, there are some people who say, oh, by any means, fuck off. But uh, most of uh, the people in Germany say, oh, okay, they're working, they, they do great work. And so they deserve it. They're, they're the best. Yeah. It's very interesting. I didn't think I'd hear you say that. Um, um, all the clubs uh, would like to beat them, of course. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of respect. They do good things. Um, they're, they're Weren't they one of the first teams to donate money from their ticket sales to the refugee appeal? Is that correct? One yes. of the first German teams? Yes, uh, from the professional teams, yeah, they have been. And um, if the region or club has some problems, um, they helped the Pauli. And uh, a couple of years ago, when they struggled, um, so they did a match here uh, that they get some money and they did in, in Dresden uh, there was a flood a couple of years ago and uh, the people had nothing it was a very important, uh, important um, time of the season so they had Champions League matches and the end of the league and so on and I said doesn't matter we go there and have a, uh, a charity match in Dresden and the Dresden team in, in that time they were so rude and uh, so there was a real um, danger to get injured players and so on. But said, doesn't matter, we go there with our first team and all our stars um, to fill the stadium uh, for charity. And they do it yeah, uh, in, in many, many, many things. So they, they are, what do you say, money backers. Money backers. Uh, money backers, okay. yeah. yeah. They are a bit like that. But um, they came from nothing and they uh, improved and improved and improved and they are still doing good things. So let's, let's take it back to Altima. Uh, another, another perhaps slightly negative link to Dulwich is that there's a similar situation between the, the stadium and the ground at Dulwich and, yes. and what's going on yeah. and it's similar to Altima. Uh, so perhaps explain what's happening with the Altima Stadium. And the Altona Stadium had been sold in 2007, and the, so there's a contract. Who was it sold to? Who, who bought it? Um, uh, two companies from uh, from Altona, uh, who are, um, built houses and so on. So and local business. Yes, yes. And in 2030, this contract. Um, isn't uh, value anymore. So, so 2030? Yes. So in 15 years? Yes. Um, but I think we have to find another ground uh, very soon because the money what we get for the ground um, is um, all the same. Um, so it was a lot of money in 2007. But it stays it's, the same. It's, so um, it doesn't rise with inflation? It doesn't. So yeah. Um, so it's less money now. I think so we have to move out and keep the money, take the money. Um, if there's a, another ground we can go to, the, all the members have to discuss that. And uh, we have got, I think, 14 months uh, from that um, uh, discussion on to, um, to move out here. So I think there will be another season probably.
Uh, I, I spoke to another Everton fan earlier, and he said that there's a possibility of uh, playing at a ground at FC Falke, who are another another uh, non-league team in Hamburg. Yes. Is that a possibility? Uh, it's very close to them. It's just uh, the other side of the fence. There's a pitch now. Um, um, there's a team called Gehölosen as far as playing there. And um, yes, that's a plan from the government uh, to give us that um, uh, that pitch, and we can build a stadium around it. And uh, we'll wrap up now because we'll, let's get back to the party. So we'll wrap up. But uh, what is what is the relationship between Altona and Dulwich mean to you? What's the number one? What do you take from it? What's the main pleasure you take from this relationship? <laughs> if you can sum it up. I ever wanted to improve my English, and now I have got, uh, now I got a chance to do it. No, <laughs> just kidding. Um, um, it's uh, it's um, all about meeting so many different people, um, and yeah, have a chat with them, um, meet you in London, uh, watch the um, Mighty Daily Champions, <laughs> and um, yeah, welcoming you here. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a great that um, Europe and the world is. Uh, it's becoming smaller. It's smaller, yeah. Through friendships. Yes. yes. My thanks to Jan for his time. I hope you found the chat as interesting as I did. It's always an absolute pleasure to speak to him. He always sorts us out whenever we come over to Germany. He's an absolute pleasure to be friends with. Now here's my chat with the current Altona player who used to play for Dulwich Hamlet, Malik Ishihaku. To introduce yourself. Yeah, hi, that's uh, Malik, 20, 24 years old, and from Altona, yeah, and that's me. <laughs> and uh, you used to play for Dulwich Hamlet, you now exactly. play for Altona, you used exactly. to play for Dulwich. Uh, I used to play for Dulwich in 2011, and yeah, had a good time there. Meet um, Gavin Rose, and I know all the guys, and it was, was funny to be there again in, in July. So you came over in July for the friendly game? Exactly, yeah. yeah. But you didn't, did you play? Uh, no, I didn't play because of my injury, okay. um, but yeah, it feels very good now and uh, hope to be back on the field soon. And why did you come over to London? Who, uh, who took oh, you over? It was, um, yeah, I like to study, uh, well, study there um, in 2011 and yeah, my father was living there and kind of my family, so yeah, it was, it was like... Uh, like a <laughs> like a good experience. So, so you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed yeah. it Ab- absolutely, I enjoyed the club and I liked the club and didn't went um, everything like I want at this time. But um, yeah, it was a very very good experience. So you're born in Hamburg. You're a local. Boy. I'm born and raised in Hamburg. Yeah. And, and so uh, you're now back at Altona, but you're injured. Do you hope to play again soon? I hope to play soon. Yeah. I hope to play in next week. On two weeks and yeah, I feel very good now. Can wait, can wait to be back on the field. So it was a long time injured. So what's your injury? Uh, I had a, um, I don't know, an English ligament cruciate ligament. So a bad injury. Really bad for, 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 the, for the knee, and I never had something before. So the first injury. First injury and the baddest injury. Yes. Right. And uh, yes, I want to be fit. Uh, want to be 100% fit on the field back, and that's why I didn't play. Altona drew 2-2 today. Sorry? Altona drew 2-2 today. Yeah, we drew 2-2 today. <laughs> it was, Should have uh, won, no? 
usually we, we need to we need to win, but um, if you want to win, you need to <laughs> to score the goals. And um, yeah, there are some kind of little things that we uh, need to be to do better, like maybe for example the communication on the field or some some points and um, the the quality in the in the in the squad is, is high very high so usually we need to be on the first first uh, third teams because you played very well in the second half very well mm. but you started a bit slowly at the beginning yeah um, i don't know why because i wasn't in the in the, in the cap, uh, locker room but uh, yeah that's true so, don't know why and do you, of course, outside of football, you have a job? Yeah, of course. I'm studying. Um, what do you study? Um, I'm studying sports science. Sports science, yeah. And um, Africa, Africanistic. African studies? <laughs> yeah, African studies, exactly. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm working. I'm a catering. Yeah. Very busy. Yeah, I'm busy. busy. <laughs> uh, I'm busy with my injury. So I was busy with my injuries, so um, now I'm, I'm fit and back and hope to be, hope to be playing. Soon. Studying African studies, is there, a, is there a link in your family to Africa? Yeah, of course, of course. My, um, so I got, my father is born in, in Cairo, so he's in half, half Egypt, yeah, and um, I got African um, family, so all over the world. For example, in, in London. <laughs> and in, uh, in 2018, so yeah. in, uh, in three years' time, yeah. we hope to come over with uh, Dalit I heard, I heard about it, yeah. yeah. Is that something you're looking forward to if you're still at Altima? Of course, of course. It um, should, be, should be very, very, very nice to, to see the, the guys and uh, yeah, the Gaffer and Gavin and all the guys that I see there to, to see here in Hamburg. <laughs> it's very, very funny and yeah, I was... I was uh, look, look, um, look forward to this. Do you still keep in touch with people at Dulwich? Uh, honestly, not so much. But I'm in touch with some. I'm in touch with a lot of people in England, but with uh, um, Dulwich players, not so much. I just saw three players um, in this, uh, in this uh, friendly game that I didn't re that I remember. So the most of them are gone or changed the changed the club yeah. and went somewhere else. So, um, but I was very looking forward. Okay. For example, Nairon Clunas or I Ethan, you might say him. Ethan Pinock. I know those guys. Gavin, of course, great great gaffer. Um, Kevin James. I know them. <laughs> so, what position do you play? I'm a centre back. Centre back. Centre back, and I can play left back and um, defence midfield. Exactly the same as Ethan Pinnock. Ah, yeah, exactly. Like like Ethan, yeah. So you're, uh, you're left-footed. Um, yeah, I would like to say I, um, I'm both foot, so I'm strong with both, but I try to be better with with, um, with right. So. In, in the last couple of seasons, Ethan has really developed. Really, really, yeah? really developed. Okay. Uh, he's now considered to be probably one of the best centre backs in the league. Really, the I was I, I, yeah. I was I was surprised that he didn't play uh, against us. Mm. So he played, but just in the second. He came on as a I remember him very, very uh, strong. Um, in general, the time in England was for me was very important. So when English football is different than German football, maybe you can see it here. In what ways? In, in ways of, of playing, in ways of, of the um, of the of the, I don't know, heart of the game. So 
German football is more tactical. It's more like uh, you got a plan. You, you got a plan and go to the game. And I remember English football is more like physical, and it all comes in fight, you know, fighting. And it brings it brings another aspects of of the game for me. So you feel like it developed you as a player, your time in England. Yeah, definitely. I didn't play so so much for Dulwich games, but um, the time was very very important for me. And so, uh, do you see yourself having a long career in football? Do you hope so? Um, yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm 24 now and um, back from injury. And the first thing for me is um, the heels. But I'm heels, and I can do this what I like. And yeah, I play high, and yeah. Football is, is so quick, so you don't know what's what's next on the next uh, next day. So maybe maybe there's a chance, yeah. But um, I will see. Thank you to Malik for spending the time to speak to me. It's a fascinating story, and SOB uh, continues his recovery from injury as soon as possible. Rounding off this special episode from Hamburg is the chap with Jaylan Hussein, who used to work in the PR department at St. Pauli. He's, he's, uh, he's Jaylan. Michael Wagg has just uh, disappeared. He's off on a tour of uh, Germany, theatre production. So Of uh, Tomb Raider T-Fame. Yeah. Replacing him now is Jack Bagnall. Yeah, hello. And Jaylan Hussein. Hello. And... Uh, how would we describe how we all met? I suppose it was just on Twitter. I suppose you just started stalking me and Jack. You know? Of course. How could I resist? It's um, happened before. It's happened before. Has it now? Yeah. Okay, the the well. last one, the messily, they tried to kill us. Well, I won't be going that far. <laughs> so That's fine. And Jalen, you have a very interesting story. So you're a St. Pauli fan. Yes. You've uh, you spent the last four or five years in London four studying. Years. Yes. Four years. And uh, you're here today at Altona. Um, what your you have some quite interesting views on, on football. Do I now? Well, <laughs> keeping up to date with you on Twitter. Um, very interesting, to admit. Well. Um, so as a St. Pauli fan, what are your thoughts on what's happened in the last, I don't know, I suppose it's almost probably 10, 15 years now. Yeah. Um, we saw yesterday, what was yesterday, wasn't it? Maybe the day Friday. before, Friday, we went into the St. Pauli fan shop and uh, there, was a, there was a skybox with the skull and crossbones on, which I'm still getting over now. Yeah, I think um, Jack is too. Yeah, I mean, you weren't aware of that, but that's another new development that uh, it just seems to go against what a lot about St. Pauli was supposed to be. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I don't even know where to start on that one. I mean, like you said, I wasn't aware of it. I am now. I wish I wasn't. Um, it's not ideal. It's not ideal, but I mean, we all know there's money involved, and we all know football needs the money, but. Um, I, it hurts me to say what's what's happening at well. It just it just hurts, and there are things that can be done, I believe, but it's the fans who who ultimately have to do them. And at the moment, it doesn't look like they're going to do them because it's it's fine on the pitch. I mean, it's it's just it's it's, it's going fine. So they're not bothered, and as long as they're not bothered, they're not going to rise up. And there there are enough things against which they could rise up. There's so many things being handled in a way that five years ago wouldn't have happened, and we wouldn't have taken that. And it's it's just there's a new board in place, there's a new president in place. And do you think they're taking the club in a different direction? I think so. I think so. And I I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, it, it, it hurts. It just hurts. You still go and watch them regularly. 
yeah. I mean, last game I was at was uh, was Dortmund, was the refugee one, which was amazing. Obviously, the display was lovely. The fans were, you know, welcoming as they obviously they were bound to be, of course, um, because that's what St. Pauli is about. We're, we're we're open, we're welcoming. Um, but it's just every time I go back, it, it it hurts me. It just it just hurts me. I don't know why. I mean, it, I've I've left them. I've left them four years ago, and every time I've been back. I, I cry hot tears of, of longing and of just. I was saying, if, if they'd, be, they'd be easy to hate if I didn't love them with all my heart. I mean, cut me open and I'll bleed their colours. But you at grew the up same time. I, I didn't. No? I didn't. I won't tell you the club. How's I grew up supporting, but um, yeah. Don't so. tell me, Was it Don't Of course it was. Yeah, of course it was. was. But no, they. So, some Polish Army when I was 19, and then that was it. I just fell in love and. There are a few occasions on which I was very close to falling out of love with them, but it's just impossible. You can't. Because you used to work for them, didn't you? Yeah. So what, what did you do? I was part of their media team. So. Was that before you went to London to study? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only reason I left them was because I got the offer from, from, from Westminster, so... But I not got that offer, I would have... I mean, there's, there's, no, there's no way I would have rejected that, you know... Jack, what are your thoughts on St. Valley? Uh, I'm not really... I'm not the most uh, well-qualified person to uh, give the opinion. But the thing that always strikes me is that um, we, whenever we've come to St. Pauli, we've, we've got there and we've gone down to the um, club shop and we've walked into the club shop and uh, immediately I'm filled with uh, the horrible cynicism of being like, oh, this is what we want. You've got lots of tourists in there buying their skull and crossbones jumpers for, you know, 25 euros or whatever. And it, Yeah, balaclavas, whatever you toasters skyboxes and um, I'm immediately filled with a sense of cynicism and uh, just largely being fairly negative about it and immediately all of it both the times I've been here we've gone straight to the fan laden um, and we've gone we've walked into the fan laden and immediately I've just been like this is amazing like you get such a warm welcome there's people there stapling fanzines there's people there putting um, packs of stickers together to, to sell to people the people I mean yesterday we went in we got we got free beer they just gave us a beer because we'd, we'd you know we were there and we were chatting to them they've got their their sort of um, library of fanzines and other documents um, relating to the club and once you go to, to that it, it immediately fills me back with, uh, with with liking it and I think as well when you go to games um, as we'll see again tomorrow, but but last time um, the supporters uh, are not only you know great in terms of the atmosphere they create, but we were stood behind the goal last time with you know lots of people where in England um, it wouldn't necessarily be so friendly, but here everybody people were talking to us. They realised we were English um, and they would talk to us in English. They would uh, chat to us about the game. They would offer us beer, and everybody was was so friendly. And a lot of that. Um, a lot of that reminds me of stuff at, at Dulwich and stuff you wouldn't get at bigger clubs in England, but still at Dulwich you, you can go along and you can meet people and you can make friends, which I think with the, mainly with the loss of terracing is something that you, you don't get so much in England anymore. So, you know, my thoughts uh, on St. Pauli uh, certainly aren't negative. They're just... Uh, <coughs> they're, they're, I think you have to accept that what, what St. Pauli see is being slightly dodgy and... Um, sort of um, smudging their character and stuff in England which is just standard like can you imagine if our biggest moan about Chelsea was the fact that they had a skybox imprinted with a sky with a, a Chelsea badge I mean it'd be ridiculous there's so much more to hate about them and every other club who, who are very successful so 
you know the the, the gym fans are, are very good at um, standing up to these things and ensuring there's still a authenticity to their to their football club. So I certainly uh, yeah, I, I, there's certainly an admiration there for me. I checked the uh, the Bundesliga survive uh, table yesterday, oh, yeah. and uh, Leipzig are top. Uh, and for those Do we who, want to talk about this? Well, it's quite interesting. I mean, <laughs> for those in England, it's a completely alien concept that yes. a brand would come in and buy a football club. I mean, they've done it all around the world with uh, New York Red Bulls, yeah. uh, Red Bull New York, and uh, Red Bull Salzburg. Well. Yeah. I think they've lost once in three years in the league, Salzburg. Yeah. Uh, and now Leipzig are top, top of the Bundesliga's vibe. They signed uh, Davy Selke in the summer, who is one of the best uh, young Germany players who's dropped down a league. Um, I've read some quite negative reports of course on Leipzig in the, in the German press what, what are your views on it? So um, I think the, the, the one incident that springs to mind when I think of, of Leipzig is um, when Sampoli went to Leipzig a few weeks back um, they announced it on their website Sampoli did and um, <laughs> as a form of protest they didn't they didn't slap on the badge of the club but they just put the words and they didn't call them RB Leipzig for Red Bull, but for Rosensport, which is, end of the day, their true name, if you will, their original name. And um, it got this massive reaction from the fans, obviously, because it's, oh my God, look at us, and, you know. It was a, it was a fine move. I, it, it was brilliant. I, you know, I, I approve of it to this day. But then, a few weeks later, uh, one of their, I think he must have been a striker, um, got sold to Leipzig. Two million quid from St. Pauli, and um, it just made the whole thing look a bit like a farce. So, and from what I've heard, they just signed someone else to like a member of backroom staff from actually RB Leipzig. So it's almost like a swap. It's, I don't, I don't approve of the whole thing. I mean, it's I don't know what went on. I, I don't know who decided it and how it was decided. But this whole you know, showing one exterior and then actually doing something else and the fans not rising up against it. It's, I don't understand it. Incredible, like, you wouldn't get that in England. Like, if it, uh, obviously, if you were selling to a rival, it's one thing. To be sold to a team that you're not rivals with because you have a, a rightful issue with um, the way that they're run and um, the sort of ideological ideas around their, their ownership just wouldn't get that in England it's, it's incredible that people care about things like that so much here and Pete, I think most of us um, and the people that we know would care but there, there wouldn't be at the big clubs any any form of people being like how do, you know this is disgusting and this isn't acceptable like it's a shame it's really a massive, it is a shame and that's why English football is in such a state let's try and get onto a more positive note <laughs> you're clearly incredibly passionate about football Jared. a little bit where does that come from is it a family trait um, well, I got into football quite late. I was sort of 11. My dad took me to, to the Fox Park. Um, and that was just it. That was it. And ever since, I just... I can't imagine my life without football. I, um, if I can, I want to get back into the game. Um, I'll, do, I'll do anything. Not anything, but... Yeah, no, I, um, I've loads of love for the game. Loads and loads and loads and loads. It's um, I can't really I can't really explain I can't really explain this transition from from Hamburg to St. Pauli because uh, a large print didn't it, it didn't happen. It just it just didn't happen. That was 
it was just it was a different me. It just didn't happen. So you're in um, denial. I am, yeah. <laughs> Around six years later, I'm still in denial. Um, but I was, I was actually, I was at the Fox Park a couple of months ago against Dortmund, and um, I'm not ashamed to say that I didn't feel a single thing. Um, whereas every time, every time I pass the Milan tour, my my heart just screams and. It's 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 a different world in a way, and I can't imagine my life without it. I I can't explain it to you. Like it's you'll see tomorrow night. You'll just you'll see. You have to you have to be there. You have to live it. You have to feel it. Smell it. Touch it. Touch yeah. touch the concrete stairs. Watch your TV through it. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe not that. Maybe not that. <laughs> it's, it's a whole other matter. It's a big one. game tomorrow night at home to Fortuna. Indeed. And uh, St Pauli are second. Fortuna. Uh, Way, way down the league. I yeah, can't remember somewhere. where. Near the bottom. So two teams really are switched compared to last season. Uh, what do you think about the game? Is there a they good chance St Pally will win? Yeah, yeah. There should be. There should be. I mean, looking looking at their run this season, they should do all right. So how do you have a new coach this season who's made a big difference? If I've been, yes. Apparently yeah. he has good connection with the fans, I've heard. Yeah, he's quite popular, funnily enough. He's quite popular. Um, from what I've heard, he's a... Uh, He's a little unusual in a way, so he fits quite well into the club, you know, feeding the narrative and whatever. Did not just say that word. Uh, but yeah, apparently he's—I haven't met him yet—but um, apparently he's quite—he's quite popular. His um, his his methods may be a bit unorthodox, from what I've heard. Uh, I've been to a few training sessions. Well, I mean, as long as it's going on the pitch, it's going on the pitch, and you know, who are we to complain? So you go and watch training sessions. <laughs> well, not for fun. I, uh, I I was there to chat to a few people about a few things, and uh, I just ended up staying. So, and of course, your uh, your number one English team now is Dulwich Hamlet. Of course, yeah. So the next time you're in London, will you be coming down? Of course, of course. I hope I hope to I hope to do so in in about actually in about two weeks. Hopefully, if I don't, I very much owe we'll you. Hate you forever. Yes, All you right. may do. I think it's amazing. Like the fact that you've come here to see it, you'll you'll see the similarities. I mean, we stood on a grass bank here, and right in front of us is a is, is a goal where there's a group of children taking penalties against one another. <laughs> and uh, obviously at Champion Hill, this would be uh, Kevin James's uh, kid uh, knocking them in. But during the game behind the goal, there was there was kids in alternate kits having a kick about, not really watching the game, having a kick about, yeah, I mean, enjoying time with their friends and. There's massive uh, similarities, much like when an Altona fan comes to Dulwich. I mean, we've arrived today and uh, straight away there's people saying hello to you, people who you know, but also people you don't know, just in the fact that you're a Dulwich fan. You, you're stood on the terrace and there's guys in front of you wearing their denim jackets with um, uh, sewn-in badges of, of, of Dulwich Hamlet, which is slightly surreal. At the final whistle, um, people come over to you and say, uh, you, people came over and said, you know, thank you for coming, thank you for coming. And it, it's, it's just an amazing place. You know, we were in the bar beforehand and I'm sure we'll be in there again soon. And, uh, uh, you know, there's a picture of Ellis Green on the wall. Bizarre, like, you walk in and they've got Ellis Green on the wall. Uh, there's, there's Dulwich uh, scarves all over the wall. And there's people sort of asking about the sort of most recent T-shirt which we might be wearing, which is something from Dulles. There's people who have put in orders and asked for us to bring stuff over from the mega shed to, to deliver to people here. Like, 
there there is a um, an incredible link, and our supporters. We've all been down to the uh, to the club shop today, and, and a couple of our fans have bought um, the away kit, the, the Dulwich-esque away kit. And I mean, it's just a it's just such a ridiculously incredible link. We walked down the street earlier, and people were shouting, "Altona, Altona!" Uh, because they could see we were Altona fans. We obviously know that we're not from around here, and we're English, and so they've they've heard about the link, and it's. Um, it's just an amazing thing to, to for, so, for two clubs that have so many similarities purely by chance and uh, Mishy's holiday patterns. I mean, it's it's incredible. Mishy going on holiday has brought me so much joy, and so I'm going to encourage him to go on more holidays. And the big question, Jalen, is you've now experienced non-league football in Germany for the first time. Not the first time. One of the time. first times. One of the first times. Would you be coming back? Um. Will you be here? Yeah. Obviously, then. Yes. Of course. Our final chat for this episode is famous actor and Dulwich Hamlet fan, Michael Wagg. Here's Waggy. Game in Altona's just finished 2-2 and I've just had a nightmare five minutes. Got hit square in the face with a ball and then uh, a couple of minutes afterwards uh, a child has just managed to knock over my almost full pint. However, Everything is saved because I'm here with uh, internationally renowned actor Michael Wagg. I did manage to flick the ball up very skillfully to a small out on a child, though, so I'm very pleased with that. You learned that in supporters' team, surely? <laughs> yes, I did. Um, so we always enjoy talking to new fans for the podcast, and uh, we've probably been getting to know each other over the past, I don't know, maybe almost probably six months or so, I think. Yeah. Um, are you a local lad to Dulwich? Yeah. Do you live nearby? Uh, yeah, I live in Crystal Palace, and I've been coming down Dulwich probably five or six years now uh, but I was I was really pleased uh, when you invited me along to this for, for this out on a trip and chuffed I was yeah. chuffed uh, and I've had a, a great time I met you last night in the um, San Pauli Eck uh, San Pauli Bar in uh, near the uh, Reaper Barn yep yep I went in there, it was full of uh, men dressed as uh, what we were told were chimney sweeps uh, we found out they're journeymen I think can you explain what traveling, traveling the country, the world, uh, looking for work, dressed in all dressed in the same costume. I went into the into the toilet last night about midnight, and one of them was cleaning his teeth. Uh, and he told me that he, that he had three mothers, and they were all in the bar that night. And it was absolutely true. It's a great time. I'm very lucky to be here today because on the way here. Uh, I, I got struck by a large branch falling from a from a tree in out of the town centre. Struck me on the thigh. If it had struck me on the head, I wouldn't have made the match today, but I made it. And, and you're it's in, just finished. You're in Germany. Uh, why? You've uh, you've uh, you've come over not just for the out game, but you've, uh, you're going to spend quite a few months here up until Christmas. Yeah, I'm here till um, uh, Christmas Eve almost, uh, doing a production, a touring production of a Christmas Carol. So I'm. In, in the next 10 minutes, I need to get on a train to Munich to start rehearsing, and then we're touring around Germany for the next six weeks or so. And you've spent quite a lot of time in Germany beforehand anyway, haven't you, touring again? Yeah, and it's just it's really, really nice to be here to, uh, at the Altona ground now because I've spent uh, a lot of time in Altona. It's, it's on the touring circuit that I've done um, in terms of theatre work. There's a club that, uh, in Altona called Fabrique, uh, where in the, at night it's a it's a club for music for bands. In the daytime it's it's a theatre venue, and I've done shows there two or three times. Uh, 
so and become very fond of Altona without realising at that, that point that there was a connection between Altona and Dulwich so it's, it feels really good to be here and you came to the uh, Dulwich Altona friendly in uh, pre-season mm. did you? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? yeah <laughs> yeah what I can remember of it it was it, it was wonderful yeah, I thought it was a really really wonderful day and I think there's something very special about the friendship between the two clubs uh, it, it's um, it's easy to get sort of slushy about it and sentimental and it is a sort of sentimental thing but there's no, absolutely nothing wrong with that I think it's a really really nice thing and the welcome we receive here is, 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 is just incredible and you can see in the, uh, the club shop today they're selling this season's Altona Away shirt which is a, a replica of the Dulwich home kit because last season uh, our away shirt was the Altona home kit and uh, I, think that's, I think that's quite unique I don't think you'd be able to find another relationship between two clubs across the world who would do something similar I mean, it's, uh, it's surely not been done before I, I think it's really special Yeah. what we have to do is go to an Altona away match in order to see that kit in action I think isn't it? But, but there's a few people here wearing that kit today and that's nice to see and you mentioned you've been coming to Dulwich for quite a few years, so you were coming when the crowds were much smaller. I mean, yesterday we had, you know, we weren't there because we've been in Hamburg all weekend, but we had 1,400 people just for a normal league game at home to Hendon. Um, yeah, yeah. And that was probably partially on the back of a, yet another Guardian article about uh, hipsters going to Dulwich. What are your views on this, on this angle that the, the national broadsheet seems to be taking? I mean, it's, it was covered a couple of years ago by Vice and they took a different angle, but now it seems to be you know, the popular angle to take is a bunch of hipsters going to Dulwich. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? I think, well, I have seen the growth. When I first started coming, it was, it was a lot less and it's been, it's been good to see that. It's definitely happened in the last few years. I think for me, um, uh, regardless of these stories of uh, hipsters, etc., I think it's sort of irrelevant. What is happening is something very special. Uh, some um, in, very important things have happened at the club over the last few years, which, is, which has been the reason for that growth. Well, what, whether um, newspapers write about uh, it being full of hipsters, for me, is irrelevant. Uh, we have to focus on the reasons why people are coming, and they're coming because something very special is happening. On the pitch, yes, and also off the pitch. The... Um, all the things that have happened in the last few years, uh, the Stonewall match, um, supporting things that are happening locally, encouraging groups of people, different groups of people to come along, these are really important things. And, and the club itself is making that happen. Um, it's nothing to do with hipster, uh, hipsterism or whatever it is. Whether people write about that is irrelevant. Uh, I think something special has been happening, and, and I've seen that. I've seen that happen over the last few years. I'm very proud to be a part of it. And um, you don't just do theatre productions. You are a, a, a skilled actor in a variety of formats. I don't know about skill. That, that's a matter of opinion. Well, we've uh, we've recently found out that you actually played a part in a, in a huge blockbuster, uh, Tomb Raider. Uh, how was that for you? Have you ever played uh, a part in a, in a film as as big as that before? No, that was that, that was uh, many years ago. That was the, the second Tomb Raider film, and I, um, one of the first things I did, and I thought, of course, you know, uh, I've hit the big time now. It's been fairly much downhill since then. It's, it's fair to say. Uh, that was good fun. It was good fun. I did do that film, uh, and I've done a lot of other work since. Have you? Did you support uh, another team before you started coming more regularly to Dulwich? 
yeah, have a, a boyhood side. As, as, a, as a child and, and for many years I was a Manchester United fan and like many of us uh, I, I, I didn't necessarily realise it uh, for many years but I was growing um, more and more um, uh, out of uh, it, it was, it, things were becoming out of favour I didn't I, you, you, you enjoyed watching the class of 92 you mentioned that yesterday yeah yeah but so, something changed a couple of years for me a couple of years ago for me when I thought um, uh, I, I want to watch real football uh, and I was getting um, disheartened with, with the big leagues uh, and non-league and Dulwich Alton and these, these sort of places they provide absolutely everything that I that I'm looking for. Uh, I don't need Manchester United anymore, and, and, and uh, I thought I probably did. Uh, I need to watch football uh, with people who care about football. And you mentioned you're uh, you're staying in Germany for the next couple of months. Are you looking forward to it? Being on the road? Yeah, I love life on the road. I love the, um, arriving in new places, putting your bag down, and going out and finding out what a place is. Uh, and along the way, I'll seek out football matches to watch I think because you can learn a bit about a place what a place is by going and watching a local football match and your experience there out and out have you enjoyed it how does it compare to Dulwich I've very much enjoyed it very much enjoyed it I think I think um Altona pushed on very strongly in the second half uh, uh, a very strong performance from their keeper the, the visiting keeper uh and the visiting team defended very well. There was a period in the second half where out of the looked like they could take the game. Uh, eventually got the equaliser, but it was, a, it was a good game. And you're, you're part of the group now that comes to Hamburg, so are you going to be coming again next year? If, you, if, you, if you'll have me, yes. Yes, please. Uh, I was, I was, as I said, I was chuffed that you invited me along. Uh, I, I'm a, a, a Dulwich fan who sometimes keeps... the himself to himself and uh, quiet but I always um, watch the uh, rabble with pride and um, dip in when I when I can My thanks as always to everyone we've spoken to for this episode it's been a truly incredible weekend and uh, the more switched on of you will perhaps notice that we aren't actually at the out of Jäger Kampfbahn we are actually at the Millentor Stadion for St. Pauli versus Fortuna Dusseldorf the atmosphere is amazing as you can hear and as much as it would be incredible to hear this out and I had to come clean so I hope you've enjoyed this special episode uh, it's been a, an incredible weekend as I've said and thank you to everyone who's contributed I hope you've enjoyed it uh, until next time you remember to get involved with Ford Hamlet online our Facebook is Ford Hamlet our Twitter is at Ford Hamlet and you can also visit our website which is FordHamlet.com we're part of the Holdfast Network. Visit holdfastnetwork.com for more quality podcasts. We nights of all teams went out and played like swaggering dandies as the Hamlet do. An absolute humdinger from about 25 yards. Get it. Swaggering dandies. An absolute humdinger. Swaggering dandies, an absolute pump.